My name is uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I wanted to say hello and uh, welcome you to the Black Financial Channel. Um, I'm going to spend a few minutes giving you the Black Financial Report in just one second. So let's get started today. All right. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning also to those of you who are following the Black Financial Channel on Instagram. Uh, I usually uh, do this every single morning, um, at least. And then sometimes I'll do it a couple of times during the day as uh, market developments change. Um, do me a favor. Uh, shout out what city you're from. Uh, put, uh, let me know what city you're coming from. And also uh, put your hashtag B1 in the chat if you're black first. You got to be black first if you want to be here. This is for black people. Uh, that is what the Black Business School is all about. That's the only community we are here to serve, not because we don't care about anybody else, but because we only care about ourselves right now, because that's where the, the repairs need to be made. So uh, what's going on, Chael Peace and uh, El Haj and Brandy, Brandy S, is that right? I see you in there. Um, I see Chael from, from NYC. Uh, I see Baltimore, H-Town. Uh, good morning, everybody. Okay, so let me just give you a quick breakdown of what's going on with the stock market right now. Um, the stock market is rejoicing. Uh, today is a great day for the stock market. Uh, a lot of you have made a lot of money. Uh, raise your hand, say yes in the chat. If you woke up this morning and looked in your portfolio and were happy with what you saw, give me a yes in the chat. Uh, all the money makers, everybody who's glad to be making money today, raise your hand. Uh, because I know last week was a tough was a tough week. Uh, last week wasn't easy. Uh, this week is much easier, but next week might be difficult uh, You know, as well. So um, you know, nobody can predict exactly how things are going to play out, especially when you're talking about unpredictable people like, say, a Donald Trump, who really isn't predictable on any level. Um, but uh, but I told you guys one thing you can always count on is investors tend to do well under any uh, administration, a Democrat or Republican or whatever. So uh, I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, as a black man. Uh, I care about the black community. I care about things like reparations. I want to see black people uh, successful. And uh, and I, so I side with people like Ice Cube, uh, who were, was fighting for black people. And I know that there are some people who are fighting against that. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to fight the people who fight against that, because why would you be mad at somebody who's trying to put you first and put you in front of the people that are trying to profit from you? Um, I'm not a fan of that. So if you ever want to know why I get into politics and why I do talk about some of these things, even though I know it causes me a lot to lose a lot of friends, it's because I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. I'm not a finance professor who happens to be black. Right. So blackness is not incidental to me. It's not, you know, my side chick. Blackness is not my my hobby. Blackness is my full time job. And being a professor is something that I bring into the equation uh, because I know that my financial expertise can benefit the black community. That's why I do it. All right. So so let's get started here. Let's let me break down some of what's happening in the market. Some uh, one of you asked if I answer questions. Sometimes I do if I have time. Today, I don't have time. But actually, in the black stock market program with my students, I have a private blog where I go and I answer all the questions, every single one of them. So uh, if you'd like to join, feel free. You can go to theblackstockmarketprogram.com. That's theblackstockmarketprogram.com. The first month is actually a dollar. Uh, and if your money's a little bit tight, you can actually uh, get some free information to start to test it out uh, from the Black Business School. You can go to firstshareofstock.com. That's firstshareofstock.com. So here's why the market is taking off. Here's why the stock market is boosting. Uh, it, it comes down to one basic idea, and the idea is certainty. The market does not like uncertainty. Uncertainty, uh, statistically speaking, for those of you who are mathematically inclined, shows up in the form of standard deviations and volatility. Well, what does that mean? That just means basically 
that if you don't, if you can't rely on something, you're not necessarily going to bet on it, right? Like if, if your cousin says, I'll be there at five o'clock and you know your cousin lies 50% of the time, then you're not going to put your money on your cousin, right? So, uh, but but if your cousin shows consistency and, you know, he done got off the dope and he's he's been picking up his kids and he's been doing a good, he's had a job for eight months, then maybe the value of his stock goes up in your head because you say, oh, you know what? I used to not be able to depend on my cousin, but now he's doing pretty good now. He's, doing, he's in the church and he's doing, right? Well, the stock market's the same way. Right now, the biggest issue for the market, the biggest reason for that decline last week is because uh, there's a guy named Donald Trump who's a little bit of a rebel, who's not real uh, happy with the way the, the system works. And uh, and they felt like he was going to cause a lot of trouble if he didn't get uh, reelected. Now, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think he is going to keep causing trouble. I don't I don't think this is over. Right. So uh, all the, 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 you know, the money that you made this week and everything else, um, you know, I wouldn't hold on to that in this in, in my head. Right. That could easily disappear if Trump pulls, you know, a hardcore rope dope, you know, on on the um, electoral process. If if it gets tied up in lots of confusion and chaos and everything else, then a lot of these gains this week could actually disappear pretty quickly. So a way to protect that might be uh, to look into put options uh, that you might buy in order to uh, protect your investment. Uh, that's one thing you could do. I that actually saved my butt on Workhorse. Workhorse is a favorite company that we've talked a lot about. They make electric trucks, and the stock has literally gone from 250 or three dollars a share up to like 30 or something so literally like you take a thousand dollars it becomes ten thousand dollars that kind of thing um and uh and the thing was when workhorse got real high i was a little bit worried that when uh a decision was going to be made for the company that that might actually harm the company that might actually cause a, a major price decline and so i bought put options uh to protect i almost like to create a floor for my stocks and those put options kicked in um, I got extra kisses from Alicia that day because I said, okay, here's how much money we lost from the stock today, but here's how much money we made from the put options. And they almost balance each other out. So uh, so sometimes you might have some insurance. Uh, another thing, some of you who've actually studied stock options may want to look into writing call options. If you have over 100 shares of the company stock, you can actually write call options on the stock as well. If you don't know anything about options yet and you'd like to learn more, feel free to join our options program in the Black Business School. The URL is blackoptionsinvesting.com. That's blackoptionsinvesting.com. Feel free to go take a look at that. The first month is a dollar. All right. So uh, here's another thing, uh, another thing that pushed the market up. Um, the stock market reacted very favorably to the fact that not only is there more certainty, like, you know, again, uh, if you're, if you, whether you're Trump or Biden is not as important as whether or not you position yourself to win, no matter what. Um, you know, I am not a Trump or Biden guy. I'm, I voted independent. I voted for Joe Jorgensen, in case you want to know, because um, I hate the whole system. It's so stupid. Uh, but, but I positioned myself so that um, you know I'd be able to do okay, no matter what. Uh, because here's the thing: the, the capitalism is what moves your your political system. Your political process is run by the capitalists. So if you invest then you're aligning your economic fate with that of the capitalist. If you remain a worker and you don't invest, then you're not aligning your fate with the capitalist. You're aligning your fate with the people who tend to be the victims of the capitalist. Because believe me, capitalism is a very survival of the fittest sort of situation. You know, uh, it's not vote or die, it's do or die, right? So ultimately, if, you, if you're not invested in the market, then you're going to miss what uh, the, that massive wealth that, that the capitalists are all picking up when these companies take off. And so- as a result, what you're what you're seeing here is, is you, you have a situation where um, the the capitalists are driving the political process and they're making sure the politicians do what they're told. 
Joe Biden is going into office. Wall Street gave a lot of money to Joe Biden because they said, yeah, he's a Democrat, but he's not a liberal, right? He's not going to go disrupt anything. He's going to go and get things passed. Like I, I mentioned to you the other day that Biden actually passed that uh, or he, he he actually pushed through the legislation that actually made it um, illegal or not illegal, but uh, disallowed, if you want to call it that, for you to write off your student loans if you go into bankruptcy. So if you ever go bankrupt, you cannot dismiss your student loans. And Biden actually was a part of that. Now, why would he do that? Well, he, he did it. He didn't do it because he thought, oh, well, the world's going to be better off because because of this. He did it because he received funding from uh, people in the banking industry who said, hey, we got to stop people from writing off their student loans, because if we don't, then we're going to lose a lot of money because these loans are super high. The default rates are super high. And when people uh, can dismiss the loans, then then, we're, then it's going to hurt our profitability. So Biden going into office, you know, th there are going to be some things that are going to, you know, kind of get pushed through uh, a lot of these things behind closed doors. Um, the market reacted favorably to the fact that there wasn't a blue wave. Um, there was a blue wave possibility in there where the Democrats would take over all branches of government. There will not be a blue wave. Uh, and so that actually uh, gave more certainty, which led to more increases in stock prices because they know that now there's not going to be a major overhaul of the, the tax legislation. Uh, there may be changes in taxes, but it's not going to be as dramatic as it would be if the Democrats were running all three branches of government. Also, regulation is going to remain pretty consistent. The big tech giants that are all sitting in front of Congress testifying right now, there's not going to be anything that's going to come of that. It's all going to honestly be just for show. Uh, it's, to, it's to give the illusion that, that they're actually doing something about it, but they're really not going to do anything about it because a lot of times they just can't. Uh, and so, so that that's a good thing for the market also. Uh, so the market likes a balanced Congress. Now, if you want to know the state of the election right now, uh, Biden, uh, I believe Biden's going to win. Uh, I'm going back to what I was saying uh, a week before the election. A week before the election, I said, you know, this is going to be a Biden win. During the election, I said, whoa, Trump is actually showing out stronger than I thought he would. And that's creating a little bit of uncertainty. Now I'm going back to my original statement where um, I believe Biden's going to win this election because as new information comes in, you have to adjust your, your perception, right? So my new perception is that Biden's going to win. All he needs to do is, from what I, if, and again, I'm not a political scientist, but from my research, all he has to do is win Arizona or Nevada, uh, which, which he's leading in both of those two. And then he's also got what, Pennsylvania and North Carolina and Georgia as, poss as possibilities. So Biden's going to win this election. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're going to do fine uh, if you're an investor. Uh, when Biden gets elected, the next big question mark will be um, how is Trump's team going to handle that? Uh, are they going to start filing crazy lawsuits? Are they going to get, you know, uh, a bunch of protesters out in the street disrupting uh, society? Um, you know, how's that going to work? And you have to balance that against the fact that, again, the conspiracy theorist in me honestly believes that the, the media, the headlines, the, the coronavirus will be taken out of the headlines. It's still going to be there now. It's still going to be there. So you still got to keep protecting yourself. Keep washing your hands and don't go near nasty people and all that. But they're going to take it out of the headlines because they need a good Christmas. They need a good Christmas uh, to make Biden look good when he goes into the White House. And uh, and that's going to, I believe, further boost the market. So because because the thing about risks is really interesting. Um, I studied at Ohio State under a guy named Renee Stoltz, who's one of the world's leading experts in risk management. And he wrote a, a textbook on this topic. And I, 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 I helped edit the textbook. And that was one of my jobs as a graduate student. They make us into little slaves. That's what you had to do. And one of the things about risk, and I, I thought about it a lot, is that risk doesn't always have to be real. Risk 
is a, a largely based on perception because your perceptions drive your decisions. So if investors perceive there to be risk, even if there is none, then they're going to react as if the risk is there. Uh, like when my 10 year old thinks she saw a ghost in her bedroom, she comes in crying and screaming and heart, you know, hearts racing because she really thinks she saw a ghost in the bedroom. Right. It doesn't matter if the ghost is real or not. She believes she saw a ghost. But then if, if, if you know, but then a person could be in grave danger, like literally about to get, you know, get stabbed in the neck. And, and if they if they feel like everything's fine then they're not going to perceive risk and they're going to act as if there is no risk. Right. So. Uh, so the thing is that perception and reality can be two different things. Um, perception tends to drive market prices more than reality. But eventually, when reality and perception clash, meaning that you're forced to confront your perception with reality and they don't match each other and you have to change your, your opinion, that's when you also see volatility as the market adjusts and corrects for its its misperceptions in the first place, right? You know, so for example, if you went into this election thinking that Trump was going to win by a landslide and you really felt like that was going to happen with complete certainty and you acted accordingly, that's fine. You can believe what you want. But the on election day, that's when it's all settled. That's when you find out that Biden is actually going to be the president and you have to adjust your reality, okay? So the market is dealing with that. They're dealing with perception of risk and reality of risk. And where and figuring out where the two shall meet. Okay, so uh, as this happens, you're going to see volatility. You're going to see some. Mar- you're going to see some ups and downs. You're going to have some rough weeks. Um, I think though, long term. Remember, at the end of the day, you're a long term investor. You're not a. You're not. You're not just trying to day trade and make money quick. This is not the fast money. This is the slow money. This is not the short money. This is the long money. This is all about delayed gratification, not instant gratification. So long term investors will win. I get that part. I can almost virtually guarantee because that's what's happened over the last 120 years in this country. Now, I got to go. Alicia's calling me. We we have a meeting. Um, uh, If you want to get your kids started on wealth and everything else, we actually have custom made financial workbooks designed specifically for black children and flashcards. And they're really, really good, really effective, designed by scientists. Uh, It comes from the stuff I taught my students at 13 for 13 years at Syracuse University. But I reduced it into baby food so your kids can learn wealth at an early age. So if you'd like to go take a look, feel free to go to financialworkbooks.com. That's financialworkbooks.com. So hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button before you get out of here. Uh, I got to go. Have a good day. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Peace.